coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. No one could have predicted 2020, but that's not going to stop us from predicting 2021. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great, or presumably it will be. We are, of course, recording this ahead of time. Right. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say happy almost New Year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know what? And I, I will also go out on a limb. I don't know what we're hedging against, but I will also <laughs> go out on a limb. And say happy almost new year to you too as well, Patrick. And happy almost new year to all of our listeners. Or if you're listening to it a couple days late because things get hectic around the holidays, uh, happy has been new year for a little while. Um, we are, of course, um, predicting what's going to happen in this new year, in 2021. Uh, just within the realm of Nintendo, though, right? Like, we... Right. <laughs> in we got to stick... Predictions, yeah. We got to stick to what we know, and that is uh, making things up about Nintendo. <laughs> that's that's right. Look, if there's anyone out there that's as good at making stuff up about Nintendo as us, I haven't encountered it. Um, here's uh, before we get into our predictions, uh, two things you need to know. One, Sonic Forces bar- Borrowing Program still exists, even if I can't say it right. Sonic Forces Borrowing Program. It still exists. You want to get on that list? You want to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces? You got to email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and uh, include a mailing address, and then you get my copy of Sonic Forces. Or you or, might get uh, Patrick's copy of Untitled Goose Game. You never know which one you're going to get, and you can't request one or the other. I guess you can, but we but Patrick doesn't honor those requests. That's right. The it's it's all just determined by which game is here when the request comes you know what i mean like it just it goes out whichever right. one it is is the one it is so don't think that you can do like reverse psychology where you're like well i want sonic forces so i'm going to say give me untitled goose game because patrick won't honor that so he will send me sonic forces it doesn't work like that we don't think it through that much right you cannot trick the program it's perfect <laughs> um then uh, speaking of program <laughs> This is the dumbest transition I've ever done. Programming note uh, for this week. This is the only episode that we will be releasing this week. We will be back to two episodes, your normal news episode on Tuesday, and a fun topic episode on Thursday uh, in January when we return full steam. Mark, look, that is one prediction for 2021 that I can say with 100% certainty. We'll go go back to two episodes a week uh, at the beginning of the year. Yes, unless whatever we were uh, hedging against when we yes. were like maybe like cautiously preemptively um, wishing each other a happy new year like comes to pass. Right. And I don't think that it, well, geez. Okay. Look, let's make different predictions instead of <laughs> horrible things that may come to pass. Um, let's get into our topic. Let's get into 2021 predictions for Nintendo. As we have done in the past, we reached out to you to get your predictions. 
Um, Mark, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm talking to the listener. Uh, <laughs> it would be bad if I made you email me your predictions, Mark. <laughs> we will do this show, but we won't talk to each other. We're like uh, right. those showrunners on uh, Modern Family who hate each other now. Oh, do they really? They Like a Siskel and Ebert kind of thing? Do they Siskel and Eber never hated each other? What? <laughs> There's uh like rehearsal footage of them or like outtakes or something uh recording like promos where they are just swearing at each other <laughs> <laughs> and like really digging at each other for like you gave that movie a thumbs up. Um, it seemed like a really toxic working <laughs> relationship. <laughs> Nothing like this. Uh, Mark and I are good friends. Um, so uh, we have compiled all of your predictions. Uh, into one handy list. We're going to read through those predictions. Um, and any point where our own personal predictions sort of uh, intersect here, we're going to um, interject them in here. Uh, failing any uh, skillful interjections, we are going to go over our remaining predictions when we get to the end of this listener-generated list. Um, Mark, have I done, have, have I prepped it properly? Are we prepared? Yeah, I think the only thing that I would add is that we did a 2020 predictions, and as crazy as 2020 was, Patrick nailed a couple of them. Um, the most important being that we did, in fact, get a new game and watch this year. Okay, so, now, now I did not. I want to. I want to table too much further conversation because you better bet that I made a different game and watch prediction for next year. Um, but uh, I, I did not make that prediction until we were discussing E3s. So, oh, got it. We got were it. already okay. like kind of deep into this year before I made that prediction. Got it. That is an important note, but still important uh, for everybody to recognize that like Patrick has like some yes. foresight into the future. So take what he says very seriously. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and also, um, Mark uh, has no fear of being wrong. So. <laughs> It's one of the best things about me. That's right. <laughs> um, all right, Mark, uh, I will read the first prediction here from Calvin. Calvin writes, first off, uh, love you guys and your podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Calvin. That's very sweet. Thanks, Second, Calvin. Uh, here are some predictions for Nintendo in 2021. I think we're finally going to get more DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. A new Pokemon game, a new 2D platformer, and I'm really hoping for a Donkey Kong Country game. Uh, potential Age of Calamity DLC, and I would love to see a Mario spinoff game. Uh, thank you guys for making me happy on a daily basis. Uh, love you guys. Love you, Calvin. Thank you for listening. Um, a lot in there, Mark. Um, a lot. Yeah. Let's take them so, one at a time. Okay. I'm going to start with um, DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Calvin, I wish this were true, but I do not believe that this is ever happening, unfortunately. Yeah, it's something that you and I have talked about a bunch. We may have even... Did we do an episode where we were we like... We did do an episode, yeah. we yeah. did a whole episode about it. Um, would be great. They've sold so many copies of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that it is truly a platform in and of itself. Um, but yeah, I think more, than, more likely than that would be a Mario Kart 9. Um, and I have no concept of what that would look like. Um, but I, I, I think another Mario Kart game is more likely than more DLC. Yeah, it is such a missed opportunity, though, because, you know, like, uh, with Smash Brothers Ultimate, we get new DLC fighters every few months, yeah. and you could really do the same, like, kind of, like, track pass type thing, and just, I would pay 25 bucks ahead of time to know, or 30 bucks, whatever it yeah. is, to, like, know that I'm getting six new cups eventually, or even six new, I'd pay, I'd pay 30 bucks for six new tracks, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, the there's a like a I, I maybe Nintendo shouldn't know this because I think I would never stop buying Mario Kart DLC. I don't think it would ever <laughs> stop. Why would you so not either. buy it? <laughs> like you you just would. Um a new Pokemon game, that's kind of a no-brainer, right? Um Yep. Yep. Um I don't uh it I I that that's one that I am very interested in like um what form it'll take. We have no information at present, which is a weird place to be um with, with Pokemon. Um a new 2D platformer. Um yeah, maybe. I, I feel like we're still a ways out from seeing like the return of Donkey Kong Country. I think so too, unless they gave it to another studio um that wasn't retro. Yeah, retro is busy. Um and then uh potential Age of Calamity DLC or a Mario spin-off game. Mario spin-off game is kind of broad. It's sort of like saying Nintendo will breathe next year. Um but a- Age of Calamity DLC, that makes sense to me. Totally. Yeah, I, I, I would actually imagine that we hear about it sometime in early January. Yeah, me too. All right, uh, next up from Adam. Adam says, please see below for the 2021 Nintendo predictions. Please note that the point, that point one is the linchpin to all these predictions. So sadly, I believe that the first one does not happen. The rest will not follow. Wow. So, <laughs> Adam's linchpin prediction number one mm-hmm. is new Switch hardware. Essentially, the formation of a, quote, Switch Pro with 4K resolution and faster refresh rate. Um, Do you want to... Oh, sh- should, should, should we read down the whole list? Look, oh. there, are, there are 13 predictions here. So Mark, set the table with all of them. So. I'll read down the whole list. Yes. Um, number two, uh, a Game Pass-like feature released as a games-as-a-service background to be tied in with release of point one, which all of these will. Um, number three, Xbox 360 and PS3 ports to the Game Pass-like feature. Um, and I'm assuming that he's... He means like uh like third party games would be available. That would make sense, yeah. Um, a Zelda collection, what I think it'll be, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and Twilight Princess, what he wants it to be, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, Wind Waker, and Spirit Tracks. Ooh, um, oh, an odd assortment. <laughs> a Pokemon remake, uh mm-hmm. Diamond and Pearl, or let's go uh Johto region. Mm-hmm. Uh Trails of Cold Steel one and two ported to Switch tie- to tie in with the release of four on the system. Uh, we got a port of three earlier this year. Uh, GBA and GameCube released the Nintendo Switch Online system, but that's coupled with the price of Switch Online doubling. The closure of the 3DS eShop, however, keeping servers running to tie in with Pokemon Home. A new Mario platformer, new Smash DLC, uh, including Sora, Dracula from Castlevania, and the PS4 or the Persona 4 Golden protagonist. Persona 4 ported to Switch. An achievement or trophy-based system that uh, kind of like what's already present in some games, like uh, um, a Wonderful World already runs like internal-based achievements. And then, yeah, what, uh, what, 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 what is that? Wonderful World? What are we talking about? Will a Wonderful, wonderful world? world? I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure what no, that is. I'm not there, sure. What so there's a lot there. Uh, yes. Instead, of maybe, maybe instead of going one by one on this, is there anything in here that particularly jumps out to you, Patrick? Uh, I mean kind of the boring ones right like the uh pokemon uh remake or let's go johto um makes a lot of sense to me um game boy advance uh coming to the switch online um makes sense to me i i don't think they'll do gamecube though i feel like they, you gotta hit nintendo 64 first um and um i don't know i don't think persona's ever coming to switch i don't think it's happening i think it'd just yeah dial the hopes back down <laughs> I think you're right. I do. I do think uh, 
like this is one that I left off on my list was new Switch hardware. And that seems like um, probably a pretty good bet at this point. Although I'm going to guess that uh, it may have like 4K resolution, but it won't be like full 4K. Basically, I think it's going to be a dis like I think yeah the tech enthusiasts will be disappointed. I just don't think it's going to hit like the highs that uh, people would hope it will. So I I so you you have a um a a new switch hardware prediction in your predictions or not? no no I totally forgot about it <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so I I thought about it and ultimately didn't put uh new switch hardware in my predictions one because it's you know it's something that we we've, we've talked about a bunch before but I think whatever whatever new switch hardware and I think there probably will be some um I think you're right that it will let down tech people but it will have a creative or like gameplay, you know, functionality, something tied to it that we are not predicting and that will be exciting. Um, you know, it, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is the um, sort of legacy of dual screen games on uh, Nintendo platforms and how they are basically trapped on systems that are becoming obsolete. Um, I think there will be a way at some point, either via like a, a Bluetooth uh, I, I I don't know. I, I think like there'll, there'll be something with uh, a change to the dock that will allow you to play with your Switch in your hand and with the second screen on the TV at the same time. Um, like I, I think there, there's just too much uh, second screen functionality in Nintendo's library right now to leave that um, to leave it in the dustbin of history. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, that would, that would be so cool. I mean, I would love to see DS and 3DS games find a home on, like, modern Nintendo hardware, like, find a way for that to continue. Like, I know they ported, or maybe not, maybe ported's not the right word, but they had some DS games available in the Wii U eShop, right? Yes, yeah. But, you know, the Wii U has the screen in front of you and the screen on the TV, like, it, but is that is that how that is that how yeah. they worked? Oh, yeah. interesting. For whatever reason, I met, I was thinking that they like put both screens on the Wii U's gamepad. I didn't realize that like the bottom screen, or I guess maybe the top screen was on the TV and the bottom screen was on the Wii U gamepad. Is that how they did it? Yeah, because it's a touch screen, so like the the touch screen has to be on the bottom, which is uh you know the 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 gamepad. Yeah, that's yeah. I I would love to see that for Switch for sure. Um, anything else on here jump out at you? Um, I would love to see Game Boy Advance games uh, released on the Nintendo Switch Online. I don't think it's going to happen. I actually think we're going to uh, see the SNES and NES, and that's I think that's where it's going to end. Like, I don't know that Nintendo's going to add another systems library to the uh, Nintendo Switch Online. And I think if they do, they'll probably hit Game Boy first. Um, like just regular old vanilla Game Boy, um, which will be disappointing. <laughs> a lot of those games don't hold up. Um, all right. Uh, so th thank you, Adam. Um, next up, uh, predictions from Mason. Mason writes, hello, these are my predictions for 2021. <clears throat> Number one, Mother 3 localization. I know this will most likely never happen, but I would really love to have this game for real. But it is very unlikely. I would really hope Earthbound will at least come to the SNES uh, app on Switch. Um, s since he wrote a little description for each one, we can address them like sort of as 
as we uh, approach them. I, since um, the uh, original Fire Emblem being localized and sold on Switch, I'm not. I'm no longer ruling this out. Um, I think they can sell a sixty or eighty dollar like collector's version of this um, and uh, you know, clean up. Yeah, I mean, I think the the localization for Mother Three. It's always been a question of like licensing, right? Like, um, like yeah. there are like references and stuff to um, music or people that, and maybe you could clean that up in localization. I do think that because we've already had Earthbound Origins um, yeah. or Mother Origins, whatever it was called, that like was released on the Earthbound Wii. Origins or just Mother, yeah, yeah, and that was released on the Wii Virtual Console. So like yeah, I mean you would you would have you could put it in the NES Switch Online, you could put Earthbound in yeah. the SNES Switch Online, you could have Mother Three as its own thing, you could sell it as a collection. Like uh, I will never a hundred percent rule it out, but I do find it unlikely for Mother Three to show up at this point. Um prediction number two from Mason, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes. Um this is sort of what we talked about uh before. Like it, you know, seems Look, they uh, Pokemon's gonna make new games and uh, remake them uh, forever. So pretty safe bet, I think. Um, prediction number three: new Mario game. I think this is a given, but what uh, what it what it may be is really unknown. It could be a new 3D or 2D game. Um, what I would want is a new RPG like sequel to Legend of the Seven Stars, but I doubt it. Um, Mark, this actually uh, gets close to one of my predictions, so I will bring in one of my predictions now. Um, my prediction is that uh, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury will be the last we hear of Mario in 2021. Um, I think that after uh, you know the 35th anniversary, they're going to take their foot off the gas a little bit here, and we're not going to see other Mario. Certainly not another like mainline Mario game, like Mario Golf, whatever. Like That, that might happen. But I, I don't think we're going to get another mainline Mario 2D or 3D adventure or RPG um, next year at all. Yeah, I, 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 this was actually one of my predictions as well. I think you're right that uh, uh, 3D World is going to be the only like mainline Mario game released. I do think we'll get like some sort of spinoff, maybe another Super Mario Party, um, something like that. But what I do, what my prediction is that differs from yours is I do think we're going to hear of another game, and I think it's going to be a sequel to Super Mario Odyssey 2 will be revealed Whoa. sometime in 2021. Now, I think it's going to be like the sequel to Breath of the Wild, where it's not necessarily a, like Super Mario Odyssey 2, but I think it is going to be like using that uh, framework, like in the vein of Super Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll be revealed, but not released in 2021. I think, yeah, that, that, that makes sense to me that we would hear about it, but I, I, it just seems like we've had a lot of Mario content lately. Um, and then, you know, capping it off with uh, 3D World um, Deluxe, like, feels like, it feels pretty definitive. It feels like the end of the 35th anniversary celebration to me. Yeah, yeah. And I just have, I have a hard time seeing them releasing multiple, like, large yeah. Mario titles in a single year. Yeah, agree. Um, and then Mason's final prediction is some new IP. I would love to see something new from Nintendo. I do not know what it would be, but I would love one. Uh, careful what you wish for on this one, because, you know, sometimes we get something like ARMS, which is sort of cool, but like whatever, or like a Damon X Machina, which none of us are going to play unless it drops below $20. What do you think? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think, 
I, I think it's a I, I think it's a fair bet. I think you know we'll get a Ring Fit Adventure. We'll get a Labo. Like yeah. I think we will get something surprising. Trying to guess what that is is a fool's errand. But I completely agree with you, Mason. I think we are in for something unexpected in 2021. Up next is Paul's predictions. Uh, Paul writes, good afternoon, all. Here's some Nintendo predictions for 2021. First, Shigeru Miyamoto will announce in 2021 that he will retire in 2022 after finishing his current projects. That one hurts a little bit, doesn't it? It's it's a sad one to contemplate because we know the day is coming eventually. He is 68 years old presently. Um, which means in 2022, he will be 70 years old. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that we're going to live to see this man retire. I, although, honestly, like, it, will, it would not shock me if he just continues to work until he, like, cannot work. Yeah. I think possibly, like, I don't know that he has, as far as, like, Obviously, we don't know exactly what his purview is. Like, his title is, like, fairly broad. I can't even remember what, like, his exact yeah. title is now. It's, like, fellow or something like that. But I, so I I think it wouldn't surprise me if he, like, remains at Nintendo until, like, he dies, basically. Yeah. But, like, how active he is, I don't know. But it it's it's just hard for me to imagine, like, Nintendo without Shigeru Miyamoto. If, like, Shigeru Miyamoto could be around and so i think for that reason he may retain a title even if his like day-to-day activities drop off yeah well and uh there's a uh there's an interview with him in the new york times right now which is or uh no in the new yorker the new yorker yeah um which uh you know is is really great and just like you know is a, a chill time with a, a guy who invests all of his life into inspiring joy in other people which i uh, can't think of a better thing um but like you know he's the he talks about spending all weekend thinking about games and playing games. And then when he comes in on Monday or when he starts sending emails to people on Sunday, uh, he's just thinking about new ways to play games and new ways to have fun. So I feel like, I mean, maybe that's part of like a, a, a work ethic that he could turn off, but also it seems like it's just part of who he is. Um, and as long as he has the sort of like leeway um, with Nintendo to be like, Hey, I think this would be fun. You know, why, why would he ever stop? I also think, um, like, based on that New Yorker article and just kind of how we've seen comments from him in the past and stuff, I feel like he is, uh, his attention is kind of turning to legacy mm-hmm. a little bit and not just, like, his own, but, like, Nintendo's and how to ensure, like, the success of Nintendo going forward as, like, people like himself who have been the lifeblood of the company for so many years at this point will eventually, you know, like, leave for one reason or another. And so it doesn't feel to me like his work, like he feels like his work is yet done. I will be, but it's definitely something like totally conceivable. Yeah. Uh, Next is that the first trailer for Illuminations Mario movie will premiere and it'll look really good. Paul, I half agree with this uh, (laughs) prediction. I I don't have any thoughts. I'm, I'm refusing to predict anything about the, illumination mario movie it could be anything it could be the worst it could be the best i i i'm I'm not gonna make any predictions i it chills my blood to think that this might be a uh an origin story i just i just i just don't know i just don't know i mean i I have i'll I'll be so interested to see like who writes the music for it like yeah who um are the voices i are their voices i'm like what i'm really nervous about this one (laughs) yeah 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 
Uh, the Legend of Zelda will receive an animated series. That would be interesting. Uh, more than one classic Nintendo platform will have games added to Nintendo Switch Online, and those will be combined into one application instead of being um, like separate applications. Interesting. And then finally, uh, his final prediction is just Super Mario RPG. What does that mean? Uh, is that I don't a know sequel? what to make of it. Is that, yeah. is that it coming to Switch Online? Um, either way, I think the answer is no. I think the answer is no. <laughs> I love Super Mario <laughs> RPG. I'm a big booster for it. I think it's I think it's gone. I think uh the the time for it has passed. It was cool that it was in the um Super NES uh classic, but like I think that's it. I think that's it. We've done it. It's gone. I think so too, and I I think it seems to me that there although it lives like fondly in a lot of people's hearts, I don't think there's anything that makes like Super Mario RPG especially stand out to Nintendo. Um, and there have been lots of other Mario RPG series or Mario series that are RPGs and, you know, like are just as much a, uh, sequel to this game as like any other Mario RPG would be. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay. Next up, uh, predictions from Jason. Jason writes, I predict that 2021 will be declared the year of Zelda, much like how 2013 was the year of Luigi. Zelda is celebrating its 35th anniversary, so I think Nintendo will lead with this. There will be several Zelda remasters, an Ocarina of Time slash Majora's Mask duo, uh, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword, either in one big package or maybe just Twilight uh, and uh, Walker as they were released on Wii U. Um, Skyward Sword would uh, be a separate release if uh, Twilight and uh, uh, Wind Waker, yes, are in a duo. Um, a release year for Breath of the Wild 2 was announced and or with another trailer. I think it will come out sometime in 2022. Um, let's stop there because it's a lot of Zelda stuff. Um, Mark, what, what do you think is the likelihood of seeing the uh, Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask um, remakes uh, sort of resurface um, and the Wind Waker Twilight Princess remakes resurface? I, I would love to see Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask show up. Uh, a while back, we played through the Ocarina of Time 3D in order to rank the dungeons in Ocarina of Time. And that's, for me, the definitive way to play that game. Yeah. I know Majora's Mask is a little more controversial. But Nintendo hasn't really shown an appetite for porting 3DS games to Switch. And so I think the more likely ones to show up are Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Sure. Um, I, th I think that makes sense. Uh, kind of corollary to this is that uh, next year is also Metroid's 35th anniversary. Metroid is obviously like less of a, um, uh, it doesn't have the same cultural cash as Legend of Zelda does. Yeah. But, you know, I, if let's say you, maybe it's not going to be the year of Zelda, but they are going to do something for Zelda's 35th for sure. Maybe do something for Metroid's 35th. And I think you could do uh wind waker twilight princess for switch you could do uh metroid prime trilogy for switch and then you have like new 2d entries in each of those series for 2021 so like you know like uh i think i agree with jason the breath of the wild 2 is still a ways off but grezzo finished up um i think it was grezzo who did uh the Link's awakening remake yeah but it, but I think there is a team there that to make another like old fashioned Zelda, like what I call like handheld versions of it. And same with Mercury Steam with Metroid. 
um, you know, like that team yeah. theoretically is in place to do one as well. And the 35th anniversary seems like a great time for uh, both those series to get a new entry. Um, I have a 35th uh, anniversary Zelda prediction uh, in, in, in my predictions here. Um, Game and Watch, The Legend of Zelda. Um, since it's the 35th anniversary uh, uh, to uh, Zelda, um, I think they're going to do exactly like they did with Mario in at least this capacity um, that we will get a Game and Watch um, that is the old like clamshell design of Game and Watch, um, where like it opens up and has the two screens and it's like you hold it like vertically one on top of the other. Um, it'll have Zelda and Zelda Two in it, um, the NES games, um, and it will also have the Zelda Game and Watch game because there is a Zelda Game and Watch that like uses that clamshell thing. Um, and then also, you know, if they're feeling if they're feeling good, maybe they put some other of those like uh, uh game and watch games on this thing. Probably not though, um, because Nintendo doesn't seem to want to put a lot of uh extra stuff in into these things. Uh, I think that it'll also have all of these same drawbacks that the Mario Game and Watch does. That like the port is in a weird place that you can't tell it to stay on. That it is, you know, just all all of all of the same restrictions as the Mario Game and Watch. You know, I I. Uh... I I I don't think they're going to, and I think it's because I don't think they're going to want to repeat themselves so closely to the Mario's 35th anniversary. I think they're going to want to treat like Zelda a little bit different. Is is my guess? Is my only hesitation? Because I think you're right that like it actually makes more sense for Zelda's to be the Game and Watch than like Mario did. I mean, I don't I don't know if it makes more sense. Like they they both have had. Um, game and watch games but it's just kind of like yeah i don't know it's it, it, it the whole thing is so random anyway um but like i don't know i i, I wonder if because uh, i think they could put out a game and watch every year for the next like 10 years um and it would be something that you know they would sell out on and would be like an exciting like hype generating thing um and if so i hope they do it with zelda next <laughs> is it me yeah i think so Okay, uh, next up is Carter. Carter writes, uh, Dear Patrick and Mark, I predict that everybody's favorite greasy garlic enthusiast will be back. Yes. I think we very well might be seeing a WarioWare game on Switch next year. In particular, I can see Nintendo incorporating aspects from the NES SNES Remix games into this new entry. Okay, so let's pause there because there is no SNES Remix that doesn't exist. Sounds exciting. Doesn't exist. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, the WarioWare games always sort of incorporate uh, classic game, uh, like classic Nintendo game stuff into them. Um, I, I mean, I, I would uh, love to see any kind of WarioWare game on, on Switch. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. I would like to see any, like, Wario game. Like, yeah. if they wanted to bring back... Um, Wario Land? Like, just a Wario Land? Yeah, like, I, I think that would be great. Let's see, when was Gold, WarioWare Gold for the 3DS was... Probably like 2017 or something like that. I was gonna it's say 2018. Few... Let me let me look it up. WarioWare Gold. Yeah, it's it's been a few years, and that was such like a kind of like, gr I mean, not a. It felt a little bit like a last hurrah. It was like mm -hmm. here's like we're putting together like all of these micro games from all the systems before it. That I it would be fun to see, and I don't know what form it would take, but it would be fun to see like WarioWare evolve somehow mm, interesting um or i mean I, but, I don't even know if it needs to evolve so much as just like adapt to the specific platform like one of the things that warioware is always good at 
um, is like using the capabilities of whatever machine it's on to uniquely have you interact with it. Um, and you know, WarioWare, yeah, WarioWare Gold kind of like takes all of those elements together. Um, and you know, but it is necessarily sort of like missing out like some of the um uh the Wii ones, the Wii games are a little bit different because they're touch based instead of motion based. Um but like yeah, it to just like use whatever, you know, functionality of the Switch is different from everything that came before it, just be a new WarioWare game. Yeah, like maybe it's a little maybe it's a little too much, but what would be fun is like there's like a base WarioWare game for Switch. But then if you have like Labo or you have yeah. Ring Fit Adventure, like then like there are other mini games that open up to you where it's like, okay, you're using like the um yeah, totally the, yes. The joystick or like the uh drive controls from like the um one where you made cars labo and everything, or you use the uh ring con from the ring fit adventure. That that would be cool. Yeah, I mean WarioWare could be a like the next vehicle for a um like real world experience, you know, where there's some sort of like physical object that you are playing with in addition to like the game on the screen or on 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 your switch um that makes a ton of sense to me uh Carter continues, I also predict a re-release of the four swords games on switch, and as the first game got a free remake on d s i where I think these will be switch online extras, maybe with a small uh like additional amount to a- access them. Ooh, Four Swords Adventure or like the Four Swords game, that is a good call. I could totally see them bringing that back for as like a limited tide thing for Zelda's yep. 35th anniversary. Yeah, it'll like if, uh, you know, if they're running the same playbook as they were for Mario's, um, that it's something that would be available from like October through uh, March 31st of the next year, um, sort of take that uh, Mario 35 slot. Um, yeah, that and, and would be cool and fun and I would be way into it. Carter also calls us out. He says, there my hat is in the ring. Speaking of hats, I can't believe you didn't mention Pokemon during your hat awards. I am seething. Thanks, gents. Uh, uh, so, Carter, th- thank you. Good note. Uh, I do want to remind you that you are now addressing the entertainment product Nintendo Cartridge Society. <laughs> and uh, that, that proclamation was made on the awards granting institution. Uh, so uh, all, all we can do is apologize, but we are not. Uh, at fault for the lack of Pokemon reference in that episode. Um, next up, we've got a prediction from uh, at Silvergrass Moon on Twitter. Um, writes, okay, I have a 2021 wish that I will put forth as a prediction. Legend of Zelda All-Stars, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword. Get to work, Grezzo! A common refrain, Mark. Um, people want to see these 3D uh, Zelda games on Switch. Yeah, I mean, you you own Wind Waker HD, you yep. own the Twilight Princess HD remake. Um, those are both games that I, I didn't own a Wii U, so I haven't picked up and I have not played in years. If they did come to Switch, I, you know, am in the bucket of people. Same with, like, Super Mario 3D World, where, like, I'm like, great, I'm so happy this game is on Switch. I'm looking forward to playing them. Skyward Sword, you know, there was that, I hesitate to even call it rumor, but there was, you know, discussion. We talked about uh, it on the show. So we did that a, a remake might be coming. Um, a listener to the show point when we were when I was questioning how it would be accomplished, a listener to the show was pointing out that like the Joy-Con have um like d- like gyroscopes and everything inside them. So it might be as uh, precise, if not more precise, than like a Wii Motion Plus that was required for 
uh, Skyward Sword. Again, I'm skeptical that anything like that is coming. I think it's more likely that they will just bring the Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD remakes to Switch. But uh, it'd be cool. That's a Zelda game that I've never played before. Um, yeah, the uh, the the one thing, I, and I know this isn't like that big of a hurdle, but like both of the um, Zelda HD remakes on Wii U um, used that second screen, like took uh, took use of the fact that you have a screen in your hand, um, and mostly for uh, inventory management, you could play it all on the TV. Um, but I feel like something magical and useful is lost in in that transition. Um, again, I I I don't know how they do it, but I think Nintendo is going to find a way to let you play on your Switch and on the TV at the same time. That'd be great because then uh, we could really get the definitive version of Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, where it has the horn button. Gotta have that horn on the. Uh, <laughs> finally. Um, David writes in to say, my prediction for Nintendo in 2021 is that a Switch Online Game Boy slash Game Boy Advance app will launch with 30 games, plus an opportunity for subscribers to purchase a Game Boy-themed set of Joy-Cons, gray with black and magenta buttons, including a black directional directional pad on the left Joy-Con. David, I hope that this is correct. I've already gone on record in this episode saying that I don't think they're going to add any more systems to the Nintendo Switch Online. But I would love to see a Game Boy slash Game Boy Color slash Game Boy Advance um, edition because there are so many Game Boy Advance games and a couple of Game Boy games that I would love to have regular yeah. access to. Yeah, and I mean, I, I the, the one that makes this really stand out, the, the reason that this prediction stands out to me is the mention of the Joy-Cons. Like, ooh, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, yes. <laughs> like, this is something that they should do. This is something that they could do. This is another one of those, uh, you know, controllers that are going to be perpetually sold out, and we're all going to covet them. Um, this is a good call. Uh, this is, I think, this, my favorite prediction on here. It it would be so like, every, yeah, everything about this would be so great. It also just opens the door to like, why are we, why have we not gotten special edition themed, um, Joy-Con yet? Like, how how do we not have a Super Famicom one? Yeah, or a uh. Like, yeah, or even just an NES one. Yeah, I mean, really, the uh, Nintendo's been... There are a ton of Joy-Cons that have been officially released, for sure. But, like, they're pretty guarded with it. Like, you know, at any time you see someone who's, like, modded their Joy-Cons with, like, the um, clear purple plastic that looked like, you know, those the Nintendo 64 controllers or anything that has the um, Super Famicom uh, button colors, um, like, it just looks awesome. And, like, I don't know why they're not pursuing that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't either because it seems like easy money. You have the moldings. All it takes is like the uh, just the color combination. Some paint. <laughs> Put some paint in there. <laughs> um, next prediction comes from Lizzie. Lizzie writes, "Hi guys, happy New Year's! Almost. First, thanks for your recommendations regarding my boyfriend. Uh, I did end up getting him the online online subscription, and I told him about the wonders of Tetris ninety nine. So I'm hoping he picks it up. Lizzie, you are welcome." Uh, still not clear on whether it was supposed to be a surprise or not, but I'm glad that that, that, that helped. Um, anyway, I have only one prediction for next year. I think Animal Crossing updates will stop being free. I only say this because they made such a point of them being free updates so far. I think near the end of next year, they will start charging a pass for further updates. Hope you have a lovely holiday season. And here's to next year being better than this one. Lizzie, that's a great toast. Here's to next year being better than this one. What do you think, Mark? 
uh, Animal Crossing Ooh. getting paid updates? So the way I could see this working is if we get one more year of free updates and then they say, okay, like moving forward, like the holidays will remain the same. Yeah. Unless you, so for free, you get like this, this same like two year rotation that uh, you, we've, you've gotten for free. You can continue to get that. Or you can get this like upgrade pass that will um, like open up more new content. Cause I, we saw them kind of do this with uh, New Leaf, like Welcome Amiibo. Yeah. Um, and is that what it was called? I can't remember what it like no. the uh, but like new. Maybe it was uh, Welcome. Well, uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I remember what the well? Wh- it was well, the second version of it. Yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah, but like New Leaf got a really big like meaty update. But it was, I actually think it was free it for was people free. who yeah. already purchased it. So I don't know. It it wouldn't be very Nintendo-like, I will say that. Um, but it's definitely not outside the realm of possibility. Here, here, Here's what I think on that front. I, I don't think that we're going to reach a point where, like, all of the content for um, Animal Crossing becomes, like, you have to pay for a, a pass for it or something. But I think it is possible that they will introduce something that is like totally optional and just like a different way to make your experience bigger that they'll charge for like access to a second island or like a cruise ship or you know some some sort of like additional thing that will like ooh a cruise ship wouldn't a cruise ship be great <laughs> you could run a little cruise line um but i mean that's that's uh that's almost big enough to just like be a separate game um what do you, did you look it up what is the the name of I did yeah. look it up and it was called Welcome Amiibo. Welcome Amiibo. It sounds wrong but, <laughs> but yeah right. that is that is what it was called. Uh, and I believe when they put that out uh, then it was like uh that either they announced at the same time that uh Animal Crossing was they were cutting its price too. Like I think they actually yeah, went the it opposite was. direction that they were like here we're putting more content in the game and we're dropping the price. Yeah, and it became like a twenty buck game or something yeah, like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, that's uh, Lizzie. I I really like the idea that they would add something like substantial. That's not just like more uh, events, but something that sort of like fundamentally um, increases your ability to play the game that already exists. Um, and I would be okay uh, with them charging more for it. But I almost don't think that they will. They've sold enough of this game. Like, I don't know. Uh, but m- maybe it's like the opposite math of uh the the previous game right where they're like um the last one they're like we need to add more so we can keep selling it and this one like they don't need to sell more so maybe they do just sell the new content yeah uh next up is jason and when we solicited predictions we said the predictions could be anything and I admired Jason really going for it. So <laughs> here we go, everybody, buckle up. I predict that Nintendo will release its newest iteration of the Switch as the quote Switch Plus in late spring of 2021. So far, so good. Mm-hmm. The Switch Plus will be a home console and will be CD based. Whoa! It will have power on par with the Xbox One and the PS4, making porting of those games very easy on developers. The Switch Plus will also act as a dock for the Switch and will enhance all Switch games when docked. The original Switch will be able to play Switch Plus games remotely, similar to the Wii U when paired with the Switch Plus. Also, the Switch Plus will be backwards compatible with GameCube, Wii, and Wii U games. Nintendo will develop some games as Switch Plus required games. These games will still have the option to be played on the original Switch, 
through streaming, we will finally get Madden 2022. And actually, as I'm reading this, I take it back because I think piece for piece, sentence by sentence, some of this is not super crazy. I mean, I think the part that is super crazy is that uh, it's a home console that will be CD-based. I think the idea that there is a dock with some sort of technology in it, um, unlike the dock now, which basically just, you know, like, connects it to the TV. Um, like, if there is some processing happening in that thing, and if it's connected wirelessly to your existing Switch, um, like, I, I, I think the rest of that makes sense. I think the rest of it makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I, like, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be CD-based. I don't think we'll have, like, backwards compatibility with, like, physical GameCube Wii or Wii U games. Um, but I think, like, some of this other stuff, like, that it'll, the power will be on par with Xbox One and PS PlayStation 4. Like, I think that's, like, a reasonable expectation. My, my personal guess is that it's going to be between the Xbox One and PS4 and, like, the Xbox One X and the PS4 mm, Pro. Sure. Like, I think it'll be somewhere in there. I don't think, like, as with any of this stuff, you can't, like the specs aren't going to be one for one because just the technology has advanced so much from them. Yeah. But that, that would be my guess is that it's not quite as like, um, uh, capable as the PlayStation four pro, but it's not as, uh, but it, it performs better than like a PlayStation four base console. Um, I, I find the idea that it would be, if it were disc based or have like a disc drive, um, that it would be able to run GameCube, Wii and Wii U games. Uh, your Wii U couldn't play GameCube games, which is disappointing, but true. Uh, I also think that we will never get a... I mean, forever is a long time, but we're not getting Madden 2022 on the Switch. <laughs> I was going to say we're never going to get a Madden game. Forever is a really long time, but I don't think it's happening next year. Uh, and then the uh, the our, our last um, listener prediction comes from uh, Louis, uh, writes in and says, Hey guys! Uh, based off the success of Resident Evil 2, I think Nintendo will capitalize using their own IP. And so, of course, create a survival horror game starring Tingle. Now, this is what I'm talking about. The setting will be only slightly more a ghoulish version of the already bone-chilling Tingle's rosy rupee land where the villagers are Dickensian grotesques, all corrupted by their lust for money and turned into bloodthirsty terrors. The gameplay will be something like Alien Isolation, where Tingle can rely on his magic uh, magic powder to create distractions uh, and the first scene will be Tingle desperately trying to reunite with Link uh, in an infested Hyrule town only to watch him get mauled to death uh, and have to survive his uh, on his own merits sorry this is so dark this is <laughs> this is just what the Ouija board told me uh, pretty dark I like it <laughs> I would I would love I would love I would love for this to happen I would love for Tingle to get uh, his own game again yeah and uh for it to be a like survival a bone chilling survival horror game is uh all too perfect <laughs> um all right mark which means that we are down to uh our our big dumb predictions um i have three remaining how, how many do you have uh still still to bring up I, I i have three remaining as well um would you like to go first or would you like to go second i would love to go second so my first uh this will be this will be my first. And we sort of touched on it earlier, but I'm going to blow it up and I know it's something that we've talked about in the past, but I'm really going to double down on it this time. Metroid Prime Collection. This is a complete 
collection. It is not the Metroid Prime Trilogy HD. It includes Metroid Prime Hunters. It includes Metroid Prime Pinball. It includes Metroid Prime Federation Force. Um, and the thing that is important to me in this, first of all, we know that all of these games need to be uh, HDified because they were not the last time they were released. Uh, and they all need to have dual stick first person controls. The control schemes that were in the original Metroid Prime games, antiquated, cannot be used anymore, non-functioning. The uh, Wii pointer controls uh, on the original Prime Trilogy uh, collection, uh, cool, novel, not how anyone plays games now. Um, so that that's item number one, and it's a huge one. And coupled with the HDification of all these games, maybe insurmountably huge. But the thing that I'm asking for on top of that is the thing that makes this whole endeavor impossible, but wonderful, <laughs> is they need to do a like suite of online tools that allow you to go between the various multiplayer versions or various multiplayer games in this collection seamlessly. So like you can play the... Uh, the Metroid Prime 2 multiplayer, which is just like a cage match or, you know, like a, a deathmatch style shooter um, and go over to Hunters, which is similar. And then from there into the sort of four player squad based um, Federation force um, and the uh, Blast Ball game that was inside that. Like it all needs to be it all needs to co uh, communicate with each other. Your friends have to know like they can see that you're playing the collection. And then also know like which of the games you're playing and like ping them while they're playing that and be like, hey, you want to play some blast ball? You want to tackle these things in uh, Federation Force? Like it needs to be like a, uh, it's like the Halo Master Chief collection, but for Metroid Prime, right? Um, Ooh, yeah. But it's it, I I understand that it is a big ask. That it is in, in fact three big asks. But I want it. <laughs> That would be, I mean, that would be awesome. Like, basically, yeah, like you're saying, the complete Metroid Prime experience. Yes. And, like, and I... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I actually don't think that, uh, based on what we saw with, Sunsh with Super Mario Sunshine in uh, Mario 3D All-Stars, I actually don't think it's that big of an ask for there to be, like, um, an acceptable HD-looking version of That's the true. first two Metroid Prime games. Like uh, depending on you know how they were developed, like like I I think or that even, is achievable. Even all, even all three of the like mainline. All ones, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. but for the, sure, the yeah. DS like, and the 3DS game would require some some work. Yeah. Okay, my first prediction is that we're gonna see a Smash Brothers Fighter Pass three, oh! and uh, <laughs> I know that you know they've. I, I mean, I don't even know if they definitively have said, like, the second one is the end of it. But I just think it's, like, too too good yeah. of a deal for Nintendo. Like, it keeps Smash Brothers in the spotlight. Um, they, I'm sure, sell very well. Uh, there's always a lot of, like, um, publicity around one of these new things. But I also, I, what I think is that this Smiter, Smash, Smash Brothers Fighter Pass 3 is not going to be led by Sakurai. I think it is also the perfect opportunity to bridge the gap between yes. like Sakurai leading Smash Brothers and somebody else or a group of somebody else's um being like the face of Smash Brothers because you know we talked about Miyamoto um 
the potential for him to like never really retire. But uh, Sakurai just needs a nap. Like, yeah, I just for feel sure. for the guy. And to work on something else. Like the guy has, uh, look, he does a great job on Smash, and like it, you know, he's obviously doing a, a great service to that franchise and to Nintendo and to the fans. But like, I want to see him make another game, right? Like, make another different game. He's been doing because they rolled right from Smash Four into this, um, and then it's been happening since the game released two years ago. Like, um, yeah, let him let him work on something else, or take a break, like you say. Yeah, and yeah, well, and I feel like Smash Brothers Ultimate, like we've talked about, like is kind of the perfect version of Smash Brothers to this point, right? Like it is like the ultimate version of Smash Brothers, and so why that feels like a really good base to it to hand off to like another team, and they can continue to like learn and grow using the base that already exists before trying to attempt their own version. So, so yeah, I I don't think that. Fighter Pass 2 is the end. I think my prediction is that we see a Fighter Pass 3. How many fighters and who are they? <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh let's say it's a, it's another it's a reasonable 5. Okay. A reasonable 5 new fighters takes us through 2022. Um I mean isn't uh isn't this Fighter Pass going to take us through 2022? No, want to take us through the end of 2021 maybe. Great point. That's you're you're right. You're right. You're right. Um Mark, what a great prediction. It made me scream. Did you hear that? <laughs> um, okay, so this is uh, my second prediction. Going back to the thing that I've been saying about the uh, dual screen um, uh, library and legacy, I think we are going to see a Kid Icarus Uprising remaster or port or whatever for the Nintendo Switch. Um, this is a, a game that is uh, at, at once so cool and so fun and so impossible to play even on its home uh har- hardware it is another game that needs dual stick controls um you cannot play a game where you have a stylus in one hand and uh the console in the other um it just doesn't make any sense um and so it's a, a criminally underplayed game um that uh, back to Masahiro Sakurai um you know has uh some like awesome stuff in it that people are just missing um, also, uh, because those games are like a treasure trove of history and stuff like that, and that is also a very like Smash or like Team Sora um, aesthetic, uh, why not put the uh, first two Kid Icarus games on there as well? It's just like, you know, little mini games. Maybe the uh, the 3D Classics version of them, because they're better. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to piggyback on this a little bit, Patrick, for my uh, own prediction. And I actually think that uh, it if we follow like nintendo's history thus far they have kind of been shy about putting 3ds games on switch yes but i do think that we are due for another surprise team ninja collaboration and i think it makes perfect sense (laughs) for it to be a new kid icarus game in the style of uprising but that is built from the ground up for switch uh that is that is wonderful i i think yes i i think kid icarus is uh, one of these games that's been like bubbling below the surface, right? Like, and just below the surface. Um, that like it needs to have like a, a proper, uh, proper representation, either in, in the form of a a remake or like you say in a, a brand new game. Uh, and yeah, bring that Team Ninja in. Why not? Um, okay, which means we each have one one prediction left. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to go or should I? Uh, I'll I'll go. I'll go. Okay. So, um, oh, I have one sub prediction that doesn't really, it's not 
it basically we're due for another Kirby game. Like we're like sure. it's been you know it'll have been three years yep. since we got uh, Star Allies. So another like mainline Kirby game makes sense for this year. But my final prediction for 2021 is that General Directs will remain a thing of the past in 2021. Wow. I I think we you know like we had a direct mini in March of 2020, but we went a, a whole year without any general directs, and I think it's going to stay that way. I think Nintendo has found a new way to like keep directs around and to keep using directs, but just they're like smaller, they're tighter, they happen more frequently. Um, so there's not these like long droughts between them that build up these like unreasonable expectations mm-hmm. for what could be in in like one of those general directs and it's you know like it was it's it's fun when they show up and it was shocking at first when like paper mario was announced and it was released within six weeks or like eight weeks um you know when uh hyrule warriors was the same thing uh, age of calamity just like seemingly came out of nowhere and i think that that has really worked for them and so i think no matter what the year brings that they will continue to uh release new information in that way they're also like on the other side of the like period of time where people are like, when are we gonna get another you know mainline? Direct? Totally. Like we have uh, we've suffered through the era where like we're not getting what we expected, um, and now we I think are starting to expect something different. I I don't know that it'll be a thing of the past forever, but I think until Nintendo has like a suite of things to announce, which could be. I mean, I know uh, 2020 was a pretty quiet year uh, as far as the Nintendo releases were concerned. I sort of think the same is going to be true of, of 2021 um, and that, like, it's not going to be until, like, 2022 or 2023 when we really start, like, you know, when the all the wheels come back up to the top and, like, uh, the big stuff comes out. And whether that's tied to new hardware release or whatever, um, I think we're just a, a ways out from seeing another, like, huge uh, tidal wave of releases. Um, and at that point, they could bring them back. But I, I think it'll it'll they'll save it for when there's a reason to do it. Um, my final prediction: a new Fire Emblem game is announced, and it gets weird. Um, so uh, there there was a period here where we were getting a ton of Fire Emblem games. Um, Fire Emblem Heroes came out in uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valentia, and Fire Emblem Warriors all came out in 2017 throughout the course of the year and then three houses came out in the middle of 2019 we are currently a year and a half after the release date of three houses we know nothing about what fire emblem is going to do next um and i don't think that the re-release of the original fire emblem like the nes game counts um i think there is something else that they are working on and it's going to be a bigger departure than uh like the north like it's not just going to be the next entry in the Fire Emblem series. Um, maybe uh, maybe they'll lean into the sort of like relationship, uh, you know, school sim aspects of Three Houses, but it could also be that they are taking us into the far-flung future or like cavemen and dinosaurs or like doing a, a radical crossover with like, you know, some anime property or Star Wars or Marvel um, or even codenamed Steam and Advance Wars. Like it's something... It's it's gonna be the next Fire Emblem game is going to be something bigger and weirder than we've seen from them in the past, and it's coming sooner than we think. That uh, that would be awesome. I mean, you know, I I kind of feel like I don't know the Tokyo Mirage Sessions was ever going to be like an enormous hit, but I think if it was like announced new, 
uh, now after coming out of like three houses yeah. and the success of that game, like I think that and, it would and be Persona seen 5. differently. Really? Right. Oh yeah, totally. So I I feel like Fire Emblem has the potential to be anything, and it would be awesome to see them like really take a swing. So yeah, that sounds great to me. Uh, so those are our predictions for 2021. Mark, what do you think is the likelihood that any of them are going to happen? <laughs> uh, I think there is a pretty good chance that at least one of them will. <laughs> you heard it here. All right, Mark, let's close this out. That is going to do it for this episode and this year of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Thank you so much for listening to us um, throughout what has been just a great year. <laughs> A, actually a very good year for for the podcast right we've done some great episodes this year we've had some good fun um getting through uh, a, a tough time so thank you for joining us on that yeah. oh go ahead. yeah thank you to i was just gonna say thank you to everybody who wrote in for this episode and who has contributed throughout the year for like all the silliness that we've done yeah um and there will be more silliness in the future and we expect you to participate in that as well Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter. Wherever you share stuff, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying Happy New Year. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. My name is Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.